Live coast to coast on the BeckQL Network. It is BeckQL Daily alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. It's a Friday. Sorry. Um, lightning bets before we wrap up. You can watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BeckQL. Two-minute drill in just a couple of minutes as well. Uh, we go to college and NBA basketball, NBA card tonight, uh, and co- big college hoops card tomorrow. But we talked NL Cy Young earlier. We're now 28 days from opening day in college, or excuse me, in college baseball, in Major League Baseball. <laughs> and uh, NL Cy Young market, we, we talked about earlier, and, and I guess we talked as much about the buy point as much as um, the market itself. Let's start there maybe with the AL Cy Young Award conversation, Aaron. We we started with, in the National League, talking about, okay, we like this name or that name. or But we came back around to, let's wait. Let's wait until at least Memorial Day, if not the All-Star break. Heck, you can even wait until the trade deadline, maybe, depending on who you've got an eye on, to see when you can get a quality number. Um, what's... Let's go from there and then start back, you know, start work backwards from buy point to which which arms we actually like. All right. I'm rooting for these old farts who've been injured. DeGrom and Scherzer. Scherzer. (laughs) Scherzer, there's a 150 to one out there. I don't know if that's real. Yeah. Uh, 40 to one, 150 to one. I feel like I could bet that now because this he's, is a guy I know he's getting yeah. there's a lot of miles on him, but he can get into the conversation and at a crazy number like 150 to one. Max Scherzer is expected to return at some point this season. Give me that. I, yeah. But I think it's going to be too much that he misses. That's the thing. Yeah, the number is 39 years old. Yeah, the numbers were all mm-hmm. over the place. There was, yeah, I did see 150, and then I saw much shorter numbers, but yeah. I think it's probably going to be half the year, so I don't think he's just going to have that opportunity. Um, that's the thing with Scherzer, but yeah, when you see him, we've seen guys that that is the one thing with this. Like, there's some awards in some sports where you're like, oh, too old, past the prime, can't get it back. That is not the case in baseball. True. Like, what Verlander has been able to do. Also, like when Scherzer was traded to the Mets, like he didn't, he wasn't good that season until the very end, remember? Right. So I, I still think that he could come on to the scene late. A lot of things would have to go right and there wouldn't, there would have to be not a lot of competition at the top for him to enter the conversation later in the season. But I still think like at 150 to one, like we all know he's an animal, like he's not even human. So it is possible. Right, and I think in the AL side of the market, too, like, it's not unrealistic at all to look at, say, I don't know, I'd say the top three or four names on the board. Like, let's talk Cole, Galsman, Burns, Framber, and go, okay, what if none of those guys is lighting it up through the first half of the season? What if they're all, you know, pitching well, but, but not lighting it up? And then you take one of these guys, in particular Scherzer. McClanahan's another one, again, based on when he may come back. He, his return might be a little bit later than Scherzer. It might take him out of this conversation. But somebody comes back around the All-Star break or just after and slams on the gas for two months, okay, that might be enough. Uh, again, we, mm-hmm. when we talked about the National League market earlier, Joe, we talked about how this is not, you know, these are not the Rob Deere days, right? This is not when Nolan Ryan would throw 300 <laughs> innings 
Um, sorry, I had to just sprinkle in the Rob Deere reference just to totally take us off the Friday rails. Uh, but this isn't the, the olden days when you had to win 20 games to win a Cy Young. No. Tyler Glasnow could start 20 games this year, and that would be considered possibly his largest workload of his career and could be enough given the metrics, you know, the K per nine, the ERA, um, to put him in the Cy Young conversation in the National League. So then all of a sudden you bring it back to these older guys that are coming back in the American League. And it's not unrealistic to talk about a guy coming back just after the break, getting, what, 18 starts in maybe, you know, 15 to 18 starts. And if the numbers are are blowing everybody else out of the water, the metrics, right, the rate stats, then they get consideration, especially when they've got a previous reputation like a guy like Scherzer. I want to bet Burns. It's like 10 to yeah. 1, but do I want to bet it at, at that short of a number? It wouldn't surprise me at all if he ends up being the best pitcher in the American League, goes there. Hey, how many? T- and it's not like he's been bad either. Like He's still at the peak of his powers, and then now you're going into the most competitive situation you've ever been in, and everybody's talking about Baltimore. They're no longer the cute story. Now there are big expectations with that team. We're talking about World Series, and it's legitimate after what they did last year and how they improved this roster. So Burns is the third favorite at 10-1. to 1. It, it certainly is enticing. Some other names that pop. This, this one is scary because of what could happen. Talking about Dylan Cease, you know the strikeout rate is always going to be there. At times, the workload, like he only lasts five innings, but like we've talked about, sometimes that ends up being the norm in the sport. Walks are always an issue. If he can take care of the walks, you know, just a little bit, he will be in the conversation. The problem is, what if he starts the season with the Sox and then he gets dealt to the other league? Like That's where your value kind of goes away. I'm not worried that the Sox are going to stink. Like he could put up like such ridiculous numbers that he garners some attention. And then maybe he's in a competitive situation with a playoff team and he's more, he's noticed more on the national scene, 27 to one. Like I see that next to his name and I want to bet it. But the thing is like, yeah, the possible trade and is it going to be to the other league uh, could completely mess that up. Other names that pop like McClanahan's always a guy, but it looks like he's going to miss half the season that you want to take a look at. Uh, Joe Ryan, mm-hmm. 50 to one over in Minnesota. He's got that sort of potential. Okay. This guy was awful last year, but it's a monster number. And when he's right, he has this sort of a ceiling. Can Rodon bounce back? We've seen teams go to New York, players go to New York, stink to yeah. start all the pressure. It gets to them. And then maybe it takes them a year to settle in. Rodon is 100 to 1 at some spots. Numbers all over the place are some 50s out there as well. I, I know it's tough to beat out his teammate when his teammate's Garrett Cole, but I'm just saying that if he can, it's, he's one of those guys that you talk about putting together a full season if he ever can. Right. He has the ability to win the Cy Young. I didn't look at him. Um, is there anyone else? in the American league, like shorter odds that you would take a stab on, or are you just mostly looking at longer yeah. shots at this point? I, like I, I mean, Seattle I have, pitching. yeah. Seattle so that's where I was going to go. It okay. is, he's a little shorter. He's ele- anywhere from 11 to one to 15 to one Castillo lowest projected mm-hmm. ERA of any AL starting pitcher. And this is a workhorse, right? Expected to throw 170, 180 innings. 
This is a guy who could put this is a guy who could stack, stack up 18, 19, maybe 20 wins if he's healthy all year. And he could do it on sort of a darling kind of team, right? A team that could upset the Astros for the division, a team that was this close last year that everybody's going to be watching. It's stacked in the rotation, has a baby face in the middle of the lineup in Julio Rodriguez. Like, I really like Castillo if we're looking for somebody with shorter odds. And then somebody who's a little more middle of the pack that I had an eye on, uh, Eflin in Tampa, 30-1 to to 40-1. to You go to all the Savant numbers, right? All those underlying metrics that we talked about in the MVP race the other day. I'm talking about like sweet spot rate and hard hit rate and expected weighted on base average. Like it's silly, but like you roll through multiple columns in those baseball Savant categories and he's in the top five in all of them in the American League. And so... That's a guy that if you if you have any belief in the Rays whatsoever, Eflin's going to have to pitch well for them to be in that conversation late in the year in the AL East. So Eflin, I like Castillo, I like out West. Those are two um, slightly shorter than the the one hundred and fifty to one on Max Scherzer. And with uh, Luis Castillo, I mean, this guy just keeps getting better. He finished fifth in the AL Cy Young vote last season. That was the highest of his career. So I think that is definitely a good look. It looks like he's, you know, looked pretty good so far this spring uh, in his debut. You know, man, I, I really like that Eflin look. I think that's pretty strong at 40 to one uh, for a few different yeah. reasons. Now you've got all the injuries in that rotation. Glass now's out now at the Dodgers. McClanahan expecting to miss the first half of the season. Eflin slots in there as the Rays number one. And nobody's going to say that the Rays won't be in the conversation because every year they end up finding a way. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened last year with Eflin? Uh, all those years in the Phillies, then he makes the move to the Rays. And we know how smart they are as an organization. Well, his case per nine went from 7-7 seven, seven to 9-4. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's Cy Young stuff. When you make a jump like that with your strikeouts, and we know how important that is. Um, what, do you, what do you make? He did make 31 starts last year. Yeah, the problem is they they it's the Rays. So sometimes they have the openers and they they rely on their bullpen yeah. so much. You only had 177 innings. You probably need to be closer to 200 innings, but that's a good good spot. His his walk rate was also um, the lowest of his career. So he's in the right spot to succeed, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's in that conversation. Yeah, and to circle back around to one that you mentioned earlier, because I do think that there's just the AL East is littered with names, and then it feels like everything in the West uh, is up for debate as well, at least as far as starting pitching goes. You mentioned Burns. Like, here's the thing if the Orioles get out to a fast start, if the Orioles are playing really well and the starting pitching is being anchored by Burns, I know they still have other quality arms in the rotation despite the injuries, but. Mm-hmm. If they if they still have quality starting pitching, despite uh, Bradish's absence, that's going out and getting Burns is going to get a lot of credit for the Orioles still leading the division if they lead the division for much of the season. And so that's another sort of it's it's backed by numbers if they get to that point, but it's also hashtag narrative you know they oh they went and got Corbin Burns and he's look what he's done for this rotation despite the injuries and the pitching staff is held together with Corbin Burns I like that one too um so 
the the one thing I think we can all agree on, nothing's coming out of the Central. Again, the Central divisions in both leagues are just absolute dumpster fires for individual awards, especially. Twins have some arms that you can get behind. Fair. Uh, But that's pretty much it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. But Lopez. Maybe Ryan is the only case that you can make. I I do know some people that like Scooball. They think that and, and the number is really short for me. That's why I can't get there. But as far as stuff wise, maybe he enters the conversation. Probably a guy that for a month he'll be discussed, but is he actually gonna win it over some of these top names? Probably not. But I would say as far as AL Cy Young, like after Cole, after Colin Burns, the rest of the names, is there anybody really scary? It might, it might just be someone that comes out of nowhere because it's going to be so challenging for Colton <laughs> back to back yeah. years. Excuse me. And that I'm takes dying. us back around as, as yeah, as Erin <laughs> fights for her life. Um, that brings us that. back around to buy point again. No, you're good. Uh, do we, I, how long do I we want to I was going to throw a name out really quick that I saw popping up when I was Googling, you know, just who people were betting on. Raggins from the Royals. He was traded from the Rangers. Is that someone you guys took a look at? Oh man, I would. So when we, when Jake gets back, well, he's he's KC now because he keeps moving it around from the bad central. Yeah, team that he's thirty play. to one. He popped up a couple of times when I was doing research. I honestly, full disclosure, don't really know who he is, but uh, yeah, he had a two sixty four ERA. Um, it seems like he had a decent season, but no one was really talking about him. Um, he can touch one hundred one on the gun, so he's not he's not bad, but. I don't know if anyone's talking about Royals players, so he could be a guy that no, surprises us. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you look at some of the AAA numbers from last year. I mean, when he was still in the Rangers organization, he's got a K per nine up around 14 and a sub-3 ERA. I think maybe he's yeah. one of those guys that maybe it's a year too early. Maybe this is the year mm. where he gets kind of – he gets plugged into the role in Kansas City – and next year, maybe we're talking about him. Um, but he would definitely be a surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we uh, probably haven't heard about him much because this is probably going to be his first full season. And, yeah. yeah, he makes the move, changes organizations. Like, like Chris mentioned, the strikeout rate. Problem is, walks have always been an issue. That's probably why it took him so long, part of it. I, I assume there's injuries there because I, I see him not playing baseball for four years. So I don't know what, yeah. what that was about from 2017 Four to 2021. Um, wow. So that that is strange. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he came out of uh, high school. So that that's why he got to start so early. Um, yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. That's kind of a guy you're taking a shot. You like the stuff. And maybe he comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and surprises. But at 30, I couldn't get there. Yeah. Two-minute drill on the way. We'll talk hoops, NBA, and college. And before we wrap up, lightning bets for you. Here on a Friday, we're live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily.